0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Chaloner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating those people who keep this great country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisations and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. Now, if you are in a leadership role yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do visit leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, joining me on today's program on what is another warm, sunny morning here in the capital is Scott Richardson. Scott is the General Manager of Educational Resources and Software for Douglas Stewart EDU, Europe's premium distributor for educational software and technology products. Uh, Scott, very warm welcome to you this morning and thank you so much for joining us on the program.
1: Thank you, Scott, and uh, good morning, listeners.
0: Yes, um, certainly is a lovely day year forward as well. Um, I think a good place to start, Scott, would be by addressing the elephant in the room here, and that's the fact that we're recording this podcast on the 21st of July 2021, so even though all COVID social restrictions almost anyway have been lifted in England by this point, we're still very much within the thick of the pandemic situation, aren't we? And that's been the case now since March of 2020. So over the last sort of 15, 16 months, give or take, to what extent has it affected you and your business? Because education as a whole has been significantly impacted by all of this.
1: It has, that's right, Scott, and it's, it's been, a, you know... A- a very strange trading period uh, over over the last eighteen months as you as you described. Um it, we, we found very early on that there was kind of a hiatus in in spend in certain areas. Um our our traditional kind of products really slowed up, but new new markets and new opportunities emerged uh, last year as everyone morphed into the kind of the work-from-home uh, space, obviously, um, teaches as much as anything else. Uh, and then pupils. We found, you know, amazing demands for things like headsets, headphones, webcams, you know, all of that kind of work-from-home periphery that, that no doubt everyone's got, you know, um, bulging away in cupboards and earn on their desks and on their kitchen tables. Um, so from our point of view, it kind of worked out reasonably well. Um, that we were able to kind of like change our, our existing kind of patterns uh, of sale and 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 find new markets. Um, we were we were very fortunate that we were with some some very good vendors who had you know very positive stock supply. Um, so where some of the what we call maybe the, the tier one brands uh, were really struggling under pressure, you know affected on manufacture from COVID in in their various different destinations. We managed to maintain good supply and I think our customers benefited from that uh, and actually allowed us to to extend range into into some of the resellers that we worked with. But uh, yes, not with, not with our challenges over the last couple of years, that's for sure.
0: And I suppose even now we're at a point where schools are starting to look at returning to normality almost completely from September with certain rules being phased out. I guess technology within education is going to have more of a role in the day-to-day workings of schools and colleges, isn't it? So there's still going to be opportunities for a strong trading environment for the likes of yourselves, isn't there?
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, I think you know what we've seen over, over the last 18 months is a, a realisation um, that technology is a really useful teaching aid and can add significant value into the classroom environment. Um, I don't think you know. I will be out of line to say that there is there has been significant nervousness uh, within uh, the teaching community um, about uh, adopting and utilizing technology in a, in, a, in a more developed way than they have historically. But I think that's like anything it's just getting used to it. At the end of the day, and realizing the the benefits that it can be. Having said that, I think it's also useful to to add that you know the traditional teaching model should continue because ultimately we don't want Mm. kids completely consumed by screen time. There's there's plenty of studies out there that show the negative effects of just working with technology and just working in in screen-based activities. So schools have to to make the right pedagogical decisions uh, for their students on use of technology mixed with traditional mediums.
0: I think that's very true. And if there is a position where pupils are maybe using technology to do their homework, for example, when we get to a point where COVID is no longer an immediate and present danger, I think bridging the digital divide that's really manifested itself during this time is going to be another big thing that we need to look at, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. absolutely, and And the whole kind of levelling up of technology, making mm. sure that uh, students have access to the right technology um, obviously there was a, a whole drive you know a lot of recycled machines coming into the marketplace lots of people just you know making old machines available and and the, the challenge and problem with that is, is many of the devices that that flooded into the market just to give kids provision and give kids access possibly weren't up to scratch uh, to utilize some of the technologies that were being utilized um, you know, certain software packages um, require significant bandwidth, significant processor knowledge, a uh, processor capability. So you ha- you have to make sure that the students, uh, whether they're you know utilizing their own devices or uh, school-based or donated devices, are up to the task um, that enables the students to to work effectively from both within and remote from the classroom.
0: And just reflecting on the sort of pandemic as a whole to date, I suppose some of the silver lining in this sort of very difficult and very tragic time is that we've learned an awful lot from the experience. Um, are there any sort of key takeaways that your organisation has identified from all of this?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we. I think. I think the biggest takeaway that that we've had is is, is the need to be flexible. Um, I think you know. To, to run a successful business in today's uncertain times, flexibility is the key. Uh, you know, good supply chain has, has got to be there, and being able to to almost traverse the globe um, in your ability to source products is is crucial. And, and certainly, that helped us uh, over the, the last period. Where you know, if the South American market uh, closed down from a reduction. Being able to source in the Far East was, was became essential. If there was issues in the Far East, being able to flip and source from South America, which are the two kind of big hubs uh, from a technology development point of view, um, is, is, is essential. So, so being flexible, uh, thinking on your feet, <laughs> mm. um, you know, and and being keen, you know, I think what we say within our organization is we, we try not to say no, we try to do the hard work. We try to find the solutions for the customers. Um, and yeah, putting the time into looking for for stuff, looking for solutions has got to be crucial. Um, you know, otherwise you could quite easily end up in a, in a situation where you can't supply stock, you know, and, and the whole thing dries up. So, but there's always somewhere where you think you can get it. And as long as you can get it at the right price, um, and with the right availability, then you should be okay and should be good to go.
0: And just sort of following on from what you mentioned there about your organisation sort of trying to do the best that you can, we've seen so many different workforces across various industries sort of really bringing the best out in themselves during this time. So with that in mind, do you think that sort of by reinforcing those connections between yourself, your colleagues as a workforce, and also presumably your clients as well, do you think the business is ultimately emerging from this even stronger than before?
1: Yeah, I do, actually. Um, and, and, I, and I think, you know, I, I would like to, to believe, and I think this has been evident through feedback we've had from my customers, that, you know, our, our ability to, to meet their requirements, um, our, you know, our desire to, to carry on operating in capacity, not take the easy options, although it may have been financially, you know, more prudent at times, take some government money and put people on furlough and, and, and cut overheads in that respect. Um, we didn't. We, we carried on as normal and we've continued to uh, provide, you know, quality customer service um, all the way through. Uh, and I think that is, is, has been a significant point of difference. And I think that serves us in good stead as we come through the other side.
0: And just because um, mental health and well being has been something that we 've touched on an awful lot within education, particularly so within schools, how has it sort of been within your organization working within a pandemic and mobilizing everybody? Have they sort of managed to maintain their morale throughout this time and stand up to the task well
1: Yeah, I think I think we have, and we've we 've been very conscious of that. Um, We've made sure that, you know, we've, we've done the right thing. Our COVID protocols have been, have been tight. We've made sure that we've, we've supported, um, people that have needed or wanted or have to work from home, uh, at times. Um, that's, you know, not been without its challenges in a, in a, a small, medium enterprise where, you know, everyone has an important role to play. And as a distributor where you you're still receiving goods, you've still got to distribute goods and get goods back out to customers. You know, having everybody kind of working from home as we did for a period does put strain on, on the certain members of the team that are able to uh to come into the environment and, and were crucial in, in keeping the business running. But we've made sure we've we've always, you know, listened to our staff, we've been supportive of any concerns they've had and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way we've handled that. And I think if you talk to our staff, uh, they also would be happy with the way that we've supported them through this difficult time.
0: Yeah, and difficult it certainly has been. And even though restrictions have been lifted for now in England, that difficulty is likely to continue because we are entering a period of sort of real uncertainty now. We don't know sort of which direction we're going to go in. We are at a crossroads. Um, but if we could sort of look into the future and sort of paint an ideal world just before we wrap up, Scott, um, where ideally would you like Douglas Stewart to be by this time next year, and what are some of your priorities going to be over the next twelve months as hopefully we can embrace the post-COVID world?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, basically, I think we're we're in a good position. Uh, we've managed to uh, secure a reasonable amount of investment cash that will be pumping back into the business to improve our our e-commerce. We've we've already relocated the business to. Uh, to uh, to a bigger uh, uh, distribution facility that enables us to hold more stock. That's again a bit of a learning from from the pandemic. That, that stock availability is key. Um, so we, we we move forward with very much a positive outlook. Um, that you know things will be improving. Latent demand in the marketplace. You know new product opportunities that we've seen in development. Things that have developed because of the pandemic starting to come to the early stage of the market. Um and yeah, we we, we, we kind of mean business, I suppose. <laughs> you know, we're looking forward to, to growing. Uh but more importantly we're looking forward to supporting our our customers and, and therefore the schools with with the technologies that emerge and and are uh, currently around.
0: Yeah, it's a big time for those in the technology market, isn't it, Scott? And uh, I do wish um, yourself and Douglas Stewart all the luck in the world in sort of making those visions a reality and excelling within the marketplace. And I think as we also start to understand more about sort of the direction we're going in and we see what happens, I'd love to actually welcome you back onto the programme with us and just catch up on how that vision is coming along because I really enjoyed having you join us today. It's been a pleasure.
1: No problems, be delighted to. And thanks for the opportunity to talk to you, Scott.
0: And lastly, and this also goes for all of the listeners as well, Scott, please do continue to just sort of take care of yourself and uh, stay safe with all that's still going on because we're not quite out of the woods with the COVID situation yet, but hopefully, better days are certainly ahead of us.
1: No, absolutely. Thank you. I'd just like to say, you know, to to the listeners, you know, especially those that are in education, um, you know, there's a lot put on, on the health service, but. You know the teachers, those at the front line of education, have also done a remarkable job, uh, often in, in 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 very trying circumstances. Um, so I think we all owe a huge uh, gratitude of debt to all the teachers that have been putting themselves out there, dealing with the children and the and the uncertainties of the the younger uh, COVID um, COVID affected people, let's say. Um, so yeah, big thank you to all those guys.
0: It was a pleasure speaking to Scott Richardson, General Manager of Educational Resources and Software for Douglas Stewart EDU on today's podcast, and I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed the interview. Um, Here on the Leaders' Council podcast, we enjoy bringing forward a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership, and therefore our Chairman and the former Education Secretary, Lord Blunkett, will be joining us next on the programme. He'll be sharing his take on the events of the COVID-19 pandemic and his hopes for the economic reopening, and that will be coming up on the show next.
3: I think that with some hiccups and mistakes they've not done a bad job in what has been incredibly difficult circumstances.
2: And you're absolutely right in a in a liberal uh democracy that we live in it's it's very difficult for people to swallow orders given to them from government.
3: Um well the the UK and um and the US and to some extent uh, the Scandinavian countries ideas, with confidence, with the ability to pull teams around them, above all, to have some idea of what it is they want to achieve, and a very good idea as to how to achieve it.
2: What's the one king, uh, key thing that Sakir needs to do to restore Labour as an election-winning party?
3: I think Sakir Starmer's major challenge is to convince